a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to the expanded Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you today, and we'll be here every day, Monday through Friday from 1 to 3 p.m., as we really try to help you uh, divide that rage from the reason and elevate the conversation. We have so many things to to get to today that are of significance, uh, things that impact us in our community, in our homes, things that also impact the country And I want to go to the national level right now because there's been a lot of conversations about the infrastructure bill. It's over $2.25 trillion. That's a big capital T there for trillion. Uh, We've already spent a $3 trillion uh, pandemic relief bill as well. And the interesting thing to me is it's it's amazing to me that when you are the party that is not in power, Suddenly, you find fiscal responsibility as a guiding principle. Uh, we we heard the Republicans forever and ever uh, when they were out of power uh, talk about getting spending under control. Uh, and then uh, when the uh, Trump administration took over the White House and Republicans had uh, both houses, uh, they added to the deficit. They added to the national debt and didn't seem quite so concerned as they had been before. Uh, Democrats have done the same things in and out of power. And the reality, the question is, is, is does anyone, does anyone have credibility anymore in terms of saying, I actually care about the national debt or that the reason I'm not going to vote for a particular bill is because we don't know how we're going to pay for it. Really interesting over the weekend, uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday, uh, someone who is a straight shooter, uh, who tends to challenge both the left and the right. Uh, He challenged uh, Republican Senator uh, Roy Blunt uh, over the credibility of the Republicans who were now saying they could not vote for the infrastructure bill purely because of the, the cost and what it would do to the national debt. Listen to this. Senator, I haven't heard you say it today, but some of your colleagues in the Republican Party are complaining about this is going to explode debt, this is going to explode deficits. And I want to put up what the what the Republican record is on those. During the Trump presidency, even before the pandemic, the national debt increased by more than $3 trillion. And in 2017, every Republican in the Senate, including you, voted for the big Trump tax cuts, which cut revenue by almost $1.5 trillion. So I guess the question is, 
when, when, when I hear, for instance, Mitch McConnell talking now about, well, debt and deficits, hasn't the Republican Party, haven't you lost your credibility on this issue? Well, I don't think anybody has a very good record for the last decade on this. I think the, the, the deficit under the Obama years and the Trump years are very similar. The tax cuts, however, in real revenue produced more revenue. In static revenue, they wouldn't because you couldn't anticipate uh, the, kind of, the kind of growth we had. And, and remember, the, after the pandemic did occur, we did five not one, not two, not three, not four, but five bipartisan bills uh, trying to be sure we stabilize this economy so we'd have a stable economy that would pay that uh, debt off as we came out of COVID. Uh, now we've seen one right. incredibly partisan bill from the new administration, followed by what it appears to be will be another incredibly partisan bill. Uh, you can't spread that blame around if you decide you're going to do it all by yourself. All right. So really important. Let, let's take the, the pandemic year out uh, of the spending, because clearly those are extraordinary times, extraordinary circumstances in terms of what needs to be done to stabilize the economy. So you And those were bipartisan bills. Uh, and even then, I think we could probably debate if a lot that was in there. In fact, we're going to talk tomorrow about this, uh, that there are still billions of dollars that are unaccounted for, that <laughs> nobody's tracking uh, from the very first stimulus bill. Uh, and so there are some things that uh, are a bit of a head scratcher that I think we've got to get under control in terms of accountability and watchdog who's watching and making sure that uh, what we do spend is spent efficiently, effectively and impactfully uh, for the American people. That's the purpose. That's the goal. Uh, I do think it was right for Chris Wallace to challenge Senator Blatt and say, hey, have Republicans lost credibility on the debt and deficit issue? And he acknowledged that under the Obama years and the Trump years, that deficit spending and increasing to national debt were very similar. Uh, so that's, you know, pox on all houses there. <laughs> and I agree uh, that uh, there seem to be very few left in Washington who are actually willing to say, now we, we really do have to fix this uh, because eventually the debt's going to have to be paid. And that will create so much suffering because that will take either draconian cuts uh, or massive inflation uh, in order to get our head around it and to get it under control. And that's going to hurt the poor and the most vulnerable among us the most. And so we've got to have a different kind of conversation. And it's not a left-right conversation anymore. Uh, we need responsible members of Congress on both sides of the aisle to say we've got to figure out this spending thing. Uh, so now we're now we're looking at the infrastructure bill. Again, there's a lot of things that are tucked in there that I don't think quite ring true in terms of infrastructure policy. Uh, we should be focused on getting concrete and steel in the ground and on bridges uh, and doing those things that will rebuild and reinvigorate the infrastructure of the country. Uh, that interconnectedness is important and, and it does matter. It was very interesting uh, earlier today. Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, uh, said he would be opposing uh, the infrastructure bill if it continued to have an increase to the corporate tax rate to 28 uh, percent. He said he could live or could support raising it to somewhere in the range of 25 percent. But he said 28 percent, as envisioned in the bill, would hurt the country's market competitiveness. And again, it often hurts 
the poor and the most vulnerable the most, because as we know, businesses aren't going to be paying the taxes. They're going to pass the costs along to the consumers, which again, often hurts the poor and the most vulnerable the most. So this is a discussion we're going to continue to break down all week long this week. Uh, Kudos to Joe Manchin for saying, hey, I'm one person. uh, I am a moderate Democrat and I'm going to say we got to do better and we got to get the right things in the bill so we can get the right results out of the bill. I'm Boyd Matheson. Uh, You're listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. When we come back, we're going to look at uh, China's role in all of this and its impact on America and what comes next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.